Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. Yeah, we are. And we love movies. We sure do. My name is Dave Jones, and I'm the professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. We're back at it, and I'm so relieved because, you know, we did Solo last week, and we did Deadpool the week before. Not yada, to say that yada, those yada, are... Blah, 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 blah. We blah, don't blah. care. Great movies. We want to talk about aliens because we are in the midst of an alien-themed month, and we're coming at you with... I'm in space. Yeah. We're spacing out, talking about Predator. Which is John McTiernan's 1987 Ooh. classic. I'm so excited to talk about Predator. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> as always, <laughs> as always, <laughs> we are going to jump in on some bro down action. And uh, how do you how do you feel? Would you would you want to start off this week? Uh, I have something really important that I want to talk about. Okay, actually, Let's so sure. Yeah. yeah, I'll take it away. Uh, this week, I'm talking chicken tenders, fries, and a piece of toast. I'm talking Butterfinger and ice cream. I'm talking the original Dilly Dilly. I'm talking Dairy Queen, baby. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Why are we talking Dairy Queen? <laughs> um, so... During the NBA finals and the playoffs and just television in general, man, I see these advertisements for Dairy Queen and their advertising is so good. Like it's outrageous to me. They show these blizzards being made and it is the most like satisfying looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I just wanted to discuss my love for Dairy Queen. And one unfortunate thing is I moved out here to Los Angeles and there's not one anywhere. There's like no Dairy Queen out here besides maybe like, like the joint orange Julius and Dairy Queen thing and like a mall or something like that. Um, but I miss it a lot. And, uh, I just love Dairy Queen. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, your experiences with Dairy Queen. You know, let me know how you feel, what you're, what you're thinking. Um, I know this is really important to you, too. So, I had a Butterfinger Blizz the other night. It was like four nights ago. <laughs> I, I love Dairy Queen. <laughs> get chicken strips and fries all day long. Uh, I think that See, the, Dairy the Queen is like that seriously, is the buttered toast. Yeah, the buttered toast. What a nice touch that they do in all Oof. their meals. Honestly, though, like... Dairy Queen is so far superior to any other type of ice cream. It's like, as soon as you start eating Dairy Queen, you might as well just not eat anything else. What it's, are they putting in there? It's so much better. It's insane. Like, I don't know. I don't even understand. I don't even like store-bought ice cream. Like, if I have just, you know, a tub of dryers or something in the freezer. Like, See, dryers, though, is like the off-brand of Briars. Like, Briars is good. And then anytime somebody shows up to a party with dryers, you're like, uh mm-hmm. What kind of parties are you having where it's like B-Y-O-I-C? <laughs> B-Y-O-I-C. You're like, geez, bring your own ice cream. <laughs> oh, nice. I got the double fudge. <laughs> ice um, cream parties, man. Ice cream social. That's what it used to be. That's, I don't know. Kids bopping Kool-Aid. Let's right. have some fun. What are the, what um, are the, what are the, what's the ad campaign here? What, what, what's so special about it? 
I don't know. They just basically they don't do anything. So I think maybe back in the day they had people, you know, behind the counter or something like that. Or welcome to Dairy Queen. And they had some like kids smiling, handing a blizzard or something. But now it's basically they just show like ice cream churning and stuff like their cotton candy blizzard. And like they co- they show these like really high quality close ups of just like ice cream mixing and like. Just the most, I don't know, it's unbelievable. And they have, I mean, it's like that guy from Signs who's like, 13! <laughs> you know, it's like every single time I watch a playoff game, there's so many freaking commercials, and it kills me. I love Dairy Queen. Um, another thing, do you remember when they did the, you, um, do you remember when um, they, like the whole Blizzard thing was kind of new, and so they had to turn the cup upside down? Every they, single dude, time they still, to show. They still do that, man. That's like their thing. I love it. Right? No, because I've always like, because I always love when they do that. And it just is like, oh, nice. Um, but I've always wanted to work somewhere where they, you know, like they serve slushies or like ice cream or something like that. <laughs> and just be the guy that always <laughs> turns like the milkshake over and it just dumps all over the place I on know, the customer's dumps lap. all over them. No, <laughs> like, well, that's a story. The, guy that, worked, the guy that used to work at Dairy Queen who just cannot break the habit. He <laughs> just is always dumping stuff out all over the customer. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> squirts the ketchup on the guy's shirt. <laughs> um, no, I actually have a story about that. We were in the drive through one time and uh they didn't realize it but they had accidentally put two cups on the blizzard <laughs> so he he turned it over and it just goes <laughs> right on the ground um and i laughed so that's the dream that's what you want to see it, it, it was the dream it's the dream uh it's the dream cream you know what i mean that's pretty good actually that rhyme did you banana split after that <laughs> Oh Ooh, boy, there we go. Uh, I was like, "What the fudge did you do?" <laughs> uh, Man, I really thought you were going for it there. I was like, "Oh boy, um, that guy really had butterfingers." Oh, 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 that's a good one. Very nice work. <laughs> Definitely, I was ready to snicker on that one. Ooh. Okay. Uh, All right. Now let's talk about Heath. Uh, Heath Ledger. Gotcha. Uh, Heath Bar. Ah, I don't know. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. right. Who in the world ever got a Heath Blizzard? Who eats Heath Bars? Any? Actually, they're not that bad. They're pretty good. What is a Heath Bar? Um, now I'm trying to. What is a Heath? Is a Heath Bar? It's like the toffee in the middle. Horrible on your teeth. I'm pretty sure. See, that's the thing. All I'm picturing is fillings being ripped out. No, right. I think it, I think if I'm correct, uh, a student bought me a bag of Heath bars and it was like they were so good. But every day I would have a couple and it just was so hard on my teeth. And yeah, I just hated it because he got them for me and I couldn't stop eating them. But it was just terrible for your teeth. So um, anyway, I'm going to move on with my bro down. And so no more Dairy Queen. Do okay. you want to talk about Dairy Queen? You got any more Dairy Queen bits that you want to talk about here? Or a uh, little so sprinkle the on the Sunday here? Down. Nice cherry on top um, that you want to add? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he is Dilly re- bars are really good, too. I really wanted to talk about Dilly bars a little bit, but, you know. Did you ever like Dilly bars? <laughs> yeah, gosh. <laughs> This is this is great podcasting, right? This is this is so interesting. <laughs> Do you like Dilly bars? 
I thought of this bro down like three days ago and I've been so excited about it <laughs> and now we're doing it and I'm realizing it's like the whole world is crashing around me. It's like, <laughs> this is the dumbest idea. Not as good as you thought. Right. No, no, it's good. I like it. It's great. What are we going to talk about next week? Taco Bell. <laughs> Uh, all right you go ahead okay for my bro down uh i want to talk about i actually have a couple things that i wouldn't mind talking about but did you see that released image of a still from the new dumbo movie coming out i did yeah okay i okay i don't know how to feel about this dumbo like honestly i don't care but the fact that so many people are making a big deal about an image of an elephant, it's kind of like, yeah, it's great. They made a CGI elephant, you know, a trailer would have been better. Yeah. It's about an elephant. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it looks like a cute Dumbo. What's, what's the big deal. But, um, the bigger, the bigger topic is that Tim Burton is making Dumbo. And I'm wondering if you have faith in the fact, I'm wondering if you have faith in Tim Burton making a good movie, being under the hell or being under um the guise of disney and making this movie do you think we we're gonna get something fun here or do you think it's just gonna be weird and not fun i don't know i think tim burton pre like i don't know 2000 was good you know nightmare before christmas is one of my favorites i love edward scissorhands um sweeney todd was great um what else the sleepy hollow didn't he do yeah Um, i mean i have his whole i mean he was he was great a long time ago i i really have not been into anything he's made though in the last probably 15 years or something or i mean besides sweeney todd like um i don't know i'm i'm not too into him 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 being put at the uh the helm of Dumbo immediately was kind of like a, I don't know, a bad sign to me of this movie. I think, you know, when I saw that, like, uh, for instance, like John Favreau doing the jungle book, when I saw that, I had a lot of faith. Immediately and I was excited got jacked. About it. You're like, Oh, that's gonna be yeah. a sick movie. And he's doing the lion King too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know? So, and like with how good the jungle book was, it's, you know, you're in good hands and, and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, as well as like the new Mulan, but like you put a guy like Tim Burton, it's like putting a guy like Quentin Tarantino at the, it's like everybody talking about, I guess he's just producing it. But when it was talked about that Quentin Tarantino was going to direct the next Star Trek film, um, I was like, I don't know, you know, it's just, it just doesn't seem great to me. So I don't know. It's, 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 it's a Dumbo move. You know? Uh, Yeah. Got to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, (laughs) but, um, but here's, here's my, here's my point that I want to make is that I looked at a, I, I thought about that and I was like, Oh, Tim Burton, you know, like he hasn't had a hit in a while, but you know, he has, he's a proven good director. But then I thought about all the movies that he's made previously. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know if I don't even know if I like Tim Burton at all. I think that the original Batmans are great, but they're also Batman properties. I don't know if Tim Burton necessarily made them. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like totally just have people 
<laughs> blast me for saying I don't like Tim Burton's Batman. But, like, I think it's fine, you know? Like, it's good. It's an 80s quality filmmaking. Like, Edward Scissorhands, maybe a little overrated in my opinion. Uh, if you look, if I look here, we have the next is Mars Attacks, a movie that I could totally do without. Just didn't make any impact on me. Uh, Planet of the Apes, not great. Big Fish, that might be the one that I do enjoy. Big, Big Fish, Fish is actually really good. Pretty fun. And then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and like Corpse Ride and all those. And I'm not into any of those movies. So uh, Beetlejuice is also in there and Beetlejuice is fantastic. But my point being Beetlejuice that is good. I don't know if yeah. there's a single Tim Burton movie that like I really hold in that high of esteem other than The Nightmare Before Christmas. But The Nightmare Before Christmas isn't even that good of a movie. It's only because Danny Elfman is so incredible in that movie. Danny and the Elfman music is that Danny so Elfman incredible. wrote is the entire crux of the movie. And the story. It's almost like the story of Danny Elfman auditioning all these guys and going, nope, I can sing it better. And just taking control and singing everything. I feel like that story alone is enough for me to be like, I love that movie. Right. Just right. because I love that man. Right. You know? Right. So, okay. So, I mean, but that's, so that's my main thing is that I honestly don't have that much faith in Tim Burton and I don't really think I ever have been that into Tim Burton. I think that there's plenty of people out there that his particular aesthetic or style of filmmaking is really enjoyable to them. And it's kind of got that whole like hocus pocus type feel. And Danny Elfman plays into that quality too, with the music that he writes, which is, I love Danny Elfman. Um, but and I think that Danny Elfman adds a lot to his movies as well. But I just I don't know if I'm that on board with Tim Burton. And it makes me not even care about a Dumbo movie being made. Well, just take and a look at the guy. I didn't even care about Dumbo anyway. I just wanted to talk about Tim Burton for a little bit because... Tim Burton looks like the guy from Starsky and Hutch that's out on the dance floor. Dancing Rick. Dancing Rick. That's right. He kind of looks we like got that David guy. Stansky. It's Starsky. Right Starsky. back at you. Right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, um, Patton Oswald, great, great role. Patton Oswald is great. I saw one of my him favorite side characters like a year in ago. Anything really? Yeah, oh. yeah. I saw him like a year ago, just walking in Culver City, and I was like, "Hey, that's Patton Oswald." Also, another shout out. Um, last night I was working, and massive Portland Trailblazer fan. I'm sure all of our listeners know that. If you don't, uh, us Jones brothers, we were born in Portland, Oregon. Massive Trailblazers fans. And uh, I'm working the bar last night. Sure enough, who comes and sits down? Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless? Of the the Portland Trailblazers. And I went, hi there. Hi there, sir. You know, uh, I was so excited, though. It's great news. That's bananas. Great deal. Shout out to Mo Harkless. Good man. Yeah, great stuff. Love the Blazers. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my bro down. I just wanted to talk about Tim Burton because I think he's kind of an overrated director. And he sucks, dude. He's he's the worst, probably, director that's ever been. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know? Okay. All right. I don't want to say anything. I, like, I won't say anything. I really won't. I'll keep quiet about this. But if I were to say anything, like, if a plane went down and he was on it i know where you're you going know. let's just let's not <laughs> let's not and do that he, and everybody lived and, and it was great but yeah. but he made a big um, life decision after that moment but he made and a life he decided decision to stop making movies and be like cool all right that's fine it's great it's great yeah um 
Yeah, so I'm not that into Tim Burton. I don't have much faith in Dumbo. Uh, I think of all the Disney movies we could be remaking. I don't know if the Dumbo is something that we should be focusing on. But uh, speaking of movies that uh, are amazing and are getting reboots and remakes, let's talk about some Predator, baby. Ooh, baby. Man, I was so jacked this morning because I was going to watch Predator. You're working out? Yeah, worked out and then got jacked some, and then went to watch Predator. You know, a little bit of buys, tries, chest, back, abs, you know. I'm I actually in the midst. I'm doing chest month, so uh, I mainly just do chest all month. <laughs> Seven then, days a week, <laughs> six <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> so much chest. I go um, to the gym too, man. I go, I stand by the water fountain a lot, kind of just hang around, talk, work cut off, uh, tank tops, you know, um, take pictures in the mirror and stuff and there's these guys that go to uh the gym where i go and i swear man they'll sit on the incline and way you go ahead. Sorry. no but they'll sit <laughs> they'll sit on the incline press for at least an hour and they'll just sit there and bs and talk and then they'll like jacket full they'll like load it all the way up and just bench press like 350 pounds or something like that like twice and then take it off and then they'll sit there and talk for like 20 minutes again and i'm like that's great that you guys i mean that's awesome you guys are very strong oh so great pressing a lot you're taking up one machine forever like it's Mm. so irritating anyway that's my gym rant that is frustrating because they're often on the machine they're on chest day i want to use that and i'm like get off okay please Thank you. Why don't you pick a fight? Stand oh, yeah. up for yourself. With the guy that's pressing like over 300 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> sure. Um, hey, you immediately regret it. Hey, other people want to use that too. <laughs> <laughs> Entire place quiets down. Just like <laughs> circle forms around you. You're like, oh, oh no. Gosh. Um, All right. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no let's get, let's get into it. So Shane or. I almost said Shane Black, which we're going to talk well, about. But yeah, big deal. Uh, I was jacked this morning though because I totally forgot that I went to a pawn shop, uh, probably at least six months ago, and I picked up a bunch of Blu-rays because they, you know, they have good deals on Blu-rays at pawn shops, and uh-huh. so I picked up like five five Blu-rays for twenty bucks, and Predator was one of them. So I just that's woke amazing. Up this morning and looked at my shelf and I was like, I own Predator on Blu-ray. This is fantastic, and watch this movie. I love it. This is one of the greatest action movies ever made. And you know why it's so great? Because it's so freaking simple. I mean, it's the, it's most, the most simple. Yeah, it's the most simple plot line ever. Bunch of like, you know, I think that they're like a mercenary ragtag crew of guys that go in there. They try to get a job done. Alien from space is hunting them. Boom. Nailed it. I That's mean, it. it. It's all There's it no is. There's no complex story. It's like, oh, okay, they were kind of set up. Some other people would come in. It wasn't what Arnold Schwarzenegger thought, but that doesn't matter. There's an alien hunting them. That's the rest of the movie. No more story arcs, nothing, just alien. Alien v. Schwarzenegger. And that's it. V. Schwarzenegger. That's all we want. And that's all you want to see. That's all we want. It's all we want. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that this is probably one of the best action movies ever made. Um, it's pretty high in high as far as my alien movie ranking goes. Uh, I think so. I We've been watching this for a long time too. I mean, what 1987 it came out. Yeah. I've um, seen this movie 
I don't know, 15 times probably in my life. I would say, yeah, I'd probably somewhere. say f- between 15 and 20. Yeah, somewhere around there. So, um, remember we watched it in the car? Sometime? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we watched Our it on the way did. to Portland as a family. That is so funny. Mm-hmm. We have the weirdest family. What family sits and watches Predator in the car <laughs> <laughs> on a trip? Right. Um, but I, th- I think that uh, I actually didn't realize that this movie was directed by John McTiernan. Did you see this? I did. And you know his other Yeah, work? man. He directed Die Hard. He didn't do much, but he did. He did. Cole classic Die Hard, best Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, which is the best action movie of all time, in my opinion. Yeah. There's nothing better yeah. than Die Hard. Um, Do you get that argument, the whole Christmas movie thing? When people say it's not a Christmas movie? Um, when I people so say mad. When people argue against that, I'm just like, just go away. Like, you're annoying. Just stop. Why is this even a thing? Yeah, exactly. Um, but... And then he did, did you so see he, his other? Yeah, he did Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance, uh, Last Action Hero, which is whatever, it's fine. 13th Warrior. 13th Warrior. Oh my gosh, Antonio man. Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. When you look, That's an impression. I listen. So good, man. It's Dude, so oh, man. 13th Warrior is amazing. It's it's up there for me. It's like Come a, on, little brother. It's like a realistic telling of the story of Beowulf. Uh, which is yeah. very interesting. But 13th Warrior Antonio Banderas taking on a group of cannibalistic cave people. So that's always fun. Uh, but I highly recommend 13th Warrior. I love it. It's the best. But what next? We have probably his best work in LL Cool J film, Rollerball. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what am I missing here? I don't think there's much else of note on there. You killed my bird. No, I'm you mixing up my a bird. That's Deep Blue Sea. Uh, isn't, that, uh, um, isn't that Kevin? Is it Kevin Klein? Not Kevin Klein. Chris Klein. The guy from, uh, the guy from uh, American Pie. American Pie. Oh. Yeah. Talk about a person that you just wish never would have gotten famous. Like yeah, any, I didn't like him. Yeah. I close my eyes at night. Close my eyes. Remember that part when he's singing in American Pie? I do. Yeah. I hate that scene. I hate Chris Klein. And <laughs> and if a plane went down, I'm like, whoa. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's, <laughs> maybe um, we should stop wishing plane deaths upon people. Um, I know. This is really bad. Well, no, there's no plane deaths. The plane lands safely. Right. And he rethinks his life and, and goes, you know what? I want to be... I don't know, an investment banker. I want to do something else. I'm sure besides he's loaded acting. from whatever movies he did. Probably I'm, American Pie. I'm sure pie. that those guys made plenty of money off of the American Pie movies. I mean, National Lampoon's um, is just shoveling out the money for these people. Uh, but I think Hollywood rejected him a long time ago, so it's not like we're the first people to not like Chris Klein. Um, and his Diego mustache and his <laughs> greasy hair. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, back to Predator. Predator's awesome. Do you have any more initial thoughts before we dig into the storyline here? Um, yeah. No. <laughs> Is John McTiernan the best action director of all time? Well, he certainly has like two I think, of the best. I think between and Die Hard Pre- with a Vengeance is pretty good. Yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance is great. Die Hard's obviously great. Thirteenth Warrior that gets my vote for sure. Incredible. Last Action Hero is pretty great. Um, uh-huh. And also this. So I mean, that's five. That's five greats. Two and of that's those. That's like all he did, though. Two of those are among the best of all time. 
uh-huh. you know Predator what I mean? and Die Hard are I like, mean, that's, that's huge. Boom. So I, I might be inclined to say that he's the best action director of all time. Uh, might be Chris Klein too. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I close my eyes. No, I close my eyes. <laughs> That's stupid scene. Oh, hate um, it. So, but let's get in. Let's get into the beginning of this film. What do we can, got? What's a What's the first character we meet? Not even a character. Can I, wait, oh, go wait. Ahead. Can I? Can I stop you really quick? Yeah, go ahead. This Dude. surprised me, and I completely forgot about this. This movie has one of the best freaking starts and openings to an action movie that I've seen because it's comparative to one of the best franchises of all time, Star Wars. Star Wars. It, it has a Star Wars start. In space. I, seriously, it's, it's like a Star Wars start to a movie. It's exactly it. This yeah. movie is guys in a jungle the entire time. There's no space in it, and it starts in space. It starts in space and with a, a one alien ship and does the pan down kind of like Star Wars, and then a little piece breaks off, and you see something fall into Earth. Here's the deal, though. I think I could be wrong on this, but I remember, and I wish I would have looked this up before we started this because I completely forgot about this tidbit, but I believe that that might have been added after, or that was possibly something that they shot and didn't use in the original release, and that was added for uh, like the DVD or something like that. So, oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, so anyway, I mean, but that's well, I take back everything. No, no, I, I'm not sure that though. I could alien be wrong. Ship. Either way, it's a great start. Great start to a movie. I absolutely love it. Sure, Alien goes Whatever. running down to Earth to run into. This great crew of human beings. Ragtag. First character we see, Alan Silvestri. Killing it with the music. Boom. This score is beautiful. It's also emotional, but keeps the adrenaline going. And it gets the nerves sometimes. Gets you a little nervous. It's very oh, nice. yeah, it gets you. Yeah. No, I... Yeah. I think this is one, of, one of Alan Silvestri's best works. Uh, but, man, when they all land in the chopper... And they all kind of get out and you get to see each character and it leaves Dutch Arnold Schwarzenegger till last. And he takes the slow puff off of his cigar. I mean, talk about a better character. You couldn't get a, a I better love it. And he's wearing like a bright red, like polo. I know like it's an actual polo. polo brand too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I no, wrote that. Yeah. I wrote that down. I said, cause the, the general that they talk to when they go in, he says, general. <laughs> <laughs> he says <laughs> just, 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 a, good. just a Snoke reference in the middle of yeah. this uh, but the guy goes looking good Dutch and it just completely is like everybody's thinking yeah Arnold Schwarzenegger does look good in this and it's that's true. also really interesting because I feel like this is one of the better roles that I think this is the first role that Arnold Schwarzenegger's had that is really him being a real human being, you know, because he's done like Conan, Conan, the, what is it? Conan, the barbarian, the barbarian, and then Conan, Conan, the destroyer. And then he's done Terminator and he did something else, but those are like the big ones that he's done. And he's starting to, starting to become an action movie star. 
before he was just Mr. Universe and the strongest man in the world, whatever. Uh, but this was this is a movie where he actually has speaking lines and he is just playing a regular dude. He's not, you know, you know what I mean. He's a normal dude in a movie, and I actually enjoy his performance quite a bit. Really cheesy. He has some he has some lines that aren't delivered well. Uh, but overall, I think that I think he does what's necessary and I think he does a pretty good job. Um, we'll get into some more of that a little bit later on, but good character introduction there. And obviously the next one we see, you get a stool going, baby. Hey, I looked at him. I said, hey, they've got a lot of meat on that still. Get some potatoes some chicken, brother. Get a stool going, baby. I love Carl Weathers in this movie, man. He's oh, I love so it. good. What is? What are you doing with the tie? What's with the tie? You pushing pencils? That whole little exchange. <laughs> the Dylan, arm wrestle. You, I love it's the like arm. My, the arm wrestle is great too. We got to start doing that from now on. Every time we see each other. Yeah. What does he say? Pencils like? making you weak or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember all. Of I can't them. do a good Schwarzenegger like when I'm just talking. I can do like what's the mouth? Yeah. No. I don't know. It's kind of tough like, to get that growl, right. But it's like what, what's the mouth of Dylan? Doing too many pencils, kind of. I don't know. That's pretty good. That wasn't bad. I, I mean, I'll take it. You know, it's easier to do the get to the chopper, and because that's you know that really rolls off the tongue there. But the much more uh, the girly man. Yeah, that's almost like Hans and Franz. It I is. mean, he has like a very but it's very similar Austrian, Austrian accent. Kinda. Uh yeah. You know, it's really it's really difficult to get the pat while of Austria. Um, but anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so here's, here's what my main thing was. And I really wanted to understand what they were doing in it's. And I tried to figure out what country that they were in. And it's actually, they just never name the country. It's just some random country in central America, but I was trying so hard to figure out like what the point of this mission is. And it's very basic. You don't really, I, I feel like there's like a really good movie involved in this first half hour but they they don't really give you too many details it's like okay they don't care they sent some people in and they got taken hostage and now they're going in to rescue them but then turns out that carl weathers character dylan uh knew about the whole thing and he knew that people had already gone in there and gotten killed trying to save them and there was some bigger operation going on and there was like a cia person that had gotten taken and there's a a huge thing going on and i think that that alone probably could have been a big movie but that's just a launching off point the for green berets. the alien yeah the green berets and when he's like i knew this man he's a good soldier he wouldn't die he wouldn't die good soldiers do not die um but <laughs> so anyway i really wanted to understand what was going on in the first half of this movie and as the movie went on i realized oh yeah i guess it is just kind of it's just some random thing so whatever but they all go matter yeah i like the scene in the helicopter dropping them off in the jungle very fun if you if you had to pick one character that i am that i would be in this film who would it be shane black the guy that tries to deliver the joke yeah all the cheesy dad jokes what a stupid joke though dude he has some really bad ones and they're like they're like borderline inappropriate very inappropriate actually far over the borderline that's the type of uh, joke that if somebody if somebody told me that joke I would just immediately be like, ugh. 
I would immediately I like, question like their character. Yeah, I'd be like, you're kind of sick. Yeah. I don't... Well, they'd be forever somebody that I don't really like, you know? I didn't realize that was Shane Black, though. Yeah, it is. It's Shane Black, which is tight. So it's and fun he's that- directing the new one, so that, that's, that's cool. And they had him on, apparently, just for, like, rewrites and stuff, so that they could have, like, some sort of, like, assistant director there during the film that could be, like, quickly able to rewrite stuff. In this that's one? What I read. Yeah, that's what I oh, read. Oh, cool, cool. I didn't, I didn't realize so. that because I know he started off as a writer. I thought he was just acting in this one, though. Mm-hmm. That's cool, sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Shane Black. I don't like his character in this one, but I don't think you're supposed to. And they kill him off first, so it's like, oh, he's the yeah. first to go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but Jesse Ventura also not a first character movie. that I. It's his first movie. Is he even more movies than this though? I don't think. Was he in the Running Man? I think Another he's the running man as like the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, but I don't love his character. I don't know if you're necessarily supposed to. We think he's supposed to be like the hardened kind of Texan guy. Always got to chew in, carrying the minigun, um, all that stuff. But kind of seems annoying in this scene. Spits on Weather's boot and all that stuff. Well, he eventually said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. And, you know, plane landed. He rethought his life and uh, decided to go into politics. So two governors, hey. two governors, governor Minnesota, one movie. Minnesota and California. Very interesting. Um, but so anyway, I mean, skipping past that, we have all the, you know, there's plenty of great characters. You have Poncho, Billy Hawkins, Dylan and Dutch and Blaine. So those are all the characters at work here. Mac. Great, great stuff. And Mac. Ooh, Okay, here's another thing. So, immediately getting into Mac as a character, why is he running a freaking Bic razor on his face the entire first part of this movie? What is that? I I have no idea. That is the weirdest thing. It's like a little thing they thought of for the character. Oh, that's funny. Man, you're in the jungle. Like, uh, I was, I was actually, I read an article about Predator and something that's come out after the movie is like, if you cut yourself, it is like the largest breeding ground for infection. <laughs> sitting, <laughs> that's such a good point. I didn't even like think about sitting that in the middle of the jungle. Like that's how people die right, <laughs> in right. the jungle. <laughs> um, so I don't know, man. It's so weird. Well, I just, yeah. Is I it just, weird that I kind of like it though? Well, no, it's cool. That's, I mean, that's why they did it. It's yeah. it's very cool. It makes that character unique in some way. Makes you kind of want to do it. I know, but then I would immediately get razor burn and be like, gosh, why did I do this? See, I know. If I don't use shaving cream on my neck, I'm going to get... Oh, dude, I go to I go to town on like taking precautions not to get razor burn. Like I only shave right after I got out of the shower when my bathroom is like super humid still. And I make sure to use the aftershave and apply a ton of it. I mean, I'm cause I hate getting razor burn. I hate it. So anyway, this guy, obviously not as concerned as we are. So boom. yeah, not nearly. There you and go. And I think he should be. <laughs> I think he, well, doesn't have to worry about a job interview. <laughs> yeah. what's well, true. Yeah. He got the job and he lost it and he doesn't have to worry about anything anymore. So it, all kinda, um, it eventually got to his head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to shave my face like I need a hole in the head. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
but they so okay here's so they get in and until this point you haven't seen the predator right i'm trying to remember when they first go predator vision or anything like that so yeah they're in the forest and they're wandering around and they find the the group of hanging bodies that are just dripping Hopper, blood, completely Hopper. skinned. Yeah, yeah. Hopper the grasshopper from Bugs Life is hanging there, skinned and Hopper. everything. Hopper, yeah. and you know it, don't you? Um, oh, I know. Boom. I know. Let's move on. Uh, but <laughs> so they're hanging there, and they're all kind of like, "Oh boy, this is this is a little weird." Because that's not really typical, right? If you're dealing with a guerrilla tactical force, uh, who knows what their agenda is. I don't know what their agenda is. But either way, if you're skinning people and hanging them in trees, things are getting a little weird. So that's the tip-off number one, that things might not be so tight in the jungle here. And I think that they did a good job in that scene. I think they all react appropriately and they act much more scared after that. Kind of like, oh boy. Because I think that, I think oh, well, that, the, you know, you see a skinned body like that. You're like, uh, okay. Yeah. That's when I th- probably not human. Well, I think the best part of this movie too, is that, I mean, it's oversaturated with big beefy dudes, but that's what the point is, right? Is that the predator is like the ultimate hunter. And so you have the elite of the elite here, you know, all these dudes that have been trained so well. I don't know what they are, if they're Navy or, you know, if they were like Navy SEALs or something or if not explained. Yeah. yeah, If they were elite Marines, I I don't know what they are, but either way, they're, you know, high military elite guys and they know what they're doing. And they're very, very good at their job. And that's why they've been brought in because they're the best. And this predator picks them apart and has an easy time doing it. So I think that that, that sets the stage really well that these guys run into these skinned human beings. And even these dudes are like, oh gosh, this is not great. Not that exciting to uh, do whatever we're going to do from now on. Because what this kind is of scary. Navy SEALs campaign walks around with a minigun though? I know that. And that's okay. And, but getting into the next part of the movie, I mean, should we just jump kind of jump ahead? So they, they see those guys jump to the and, village. Yeah, well, uh, so they see those guys. And then I think that's the first time that it goes to the predator vision. Uh-huh. And I mean, this is something that maybe we'll talk about, but so, you know, he's got uh thermal slash heat vision. So, Essentially, what it does is that it can see the heat signature of any living thing. So it sees the rest of the jungle in a really blurry slash fuzzy way. But I have at no least idea I how that see, thing sees anything. I know, man. It's like this guy has got just the worst vision you ever seen in your life, but he can see everything that's moving around. But I kind of pictured him like just like somebody that's extremely hammered, just wandering around the, the jungle. Like, yeah, wandering just like around grabbing branches. Kind of like, oh, I think I got it. And he just gets lucky. He does, yeah. He, but he's like hopping from tree to tree. I don't know how he's seen anything. One would imagine that his vision is way better than what's portrayed in the movie, but they just want to get across the point that he's seeing the heat signature of all these soldiers, and that's the way he's able to target them. And I think that just to dig into the predator here real quick, right? Um, I think that there's there's two things that make actually three things three things that make him such a uh, formidable opponent for these soldiers so he's got he's got the heat he's got the heat vision that's one can see him from anywhere 
You can't hide from this guy. Even if you're behind a tree, he's still going to be able to see that heat. Still, he sees that heat, baby. B, he's got active camo. He's freaking invisible. Camouflage. Which is horrible. That's probably the biggest thing. I mean, we're going one, sucks. two, and three, though, not A, B, C. So we're going two on that. What did I say? Two. Did I say? There's three things. <laughs> and I said and A. Said, <laughs> we said, no, you said one. And then I said B. He said B. Okay. And D. It's <laughs> 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 a Home Alone one reference, I think. Yeah, that's just Home Alone. Yeah. yeah. Buzz. Um, but okay. So three, he has an auto turret just on his shoulder, which I think is kind of cheap. Turret. I think that, yeah. the, I think that the turret on his shoulder seems a little unsportsmanlike. I mean, all of it's pretty unsportsmanlike. I mean, he's just got such a serious advantage on these dudes, but that's just kind of like the cherry on top where it's just like, screw you. You have no chance. There's no way to get, no way to defeat this guy. So, um, yeah, predator crazy. Let's not get into how he looks yet because we haven't seen him. So let's keep it. All we know is that he's invisible right now. Right. That's it. Invisible. And they do such a good job of making it. Cause if you're watching this movie for the first time, you don't know what is going to pop up here. You don't know what it is. You have no it's idea. It's just this invisible dude running around smoking these guys. There's a couple crazy. of the shots, though, when he's invisible, that it's like, it's kind of just I like know. all over the it's place. It's 80s, it's like, 1987. You know, they're still working with fun. this stuff. We're having a great it's time. It's a feature film. We're just you doing know, invisible stuff. It's there's cool. actually a scene, though, at the beginning, and I... I think it just shows the outline of his hand, but he's still in active camo. But you see like the the claw pretty much that he has and these like long fingernails and it just looks like a weird hand. And it's very, very obviously like a a glove. And it and it always kind of looked to me like, how would you grip anything with that? It just feels like one of those. Oh, hands there's a that- scene when he's like when he's like pushing buttons and stuff and he just looks like he is doing no work when he's doing, <laughs> he's, when he's injured, man, right. Yeah, he's got the, he's the thing like, in the leg yeah. and he puts the clamp on it and he like puts a little, you know, a little toothpaste on it. To it's make honestly it how you feel. Little Neo and we've all been through this at Halloween sometime when you've worn a costume and you right. have things on your hands. No, it's and when everybody's you, like, Hey, let's do this. And you're trying to like do something and you're like fumbling, you know, you know what it is because we live in Montana, which is a cold state. Uh, oh yeah, there you have it. It's it's exactly like you go as a Jedi or something, but your mom made you wear gloves, and so you're sitting there trying to fumble through your candy and grab it, but you can't grab anything because you have your winter gloves on, and it sucks. Exactly, you can't do anything. And you're like, Mom, I'd rather be cold than wear these right now. But I know this is what you're forced to do. So but you um, have to. Yeah. it's like when uh, <laughs> all I wanted to be was the Blue Ranger, and they got what did we get? I think we got. Uh, Mom ended up getting me like half the White Ranger costume and then like just like the Blue Ranger mask. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Oh, oh, another one. Sorry to keep going on this. <laughs> I asked to be a joker. I was gonna that's I wanted, what I was gonna bring up. You're gonna bring that up. I asked to be a joker and mom made me and she put a lot of time into it. And I'm looking back now, I'm so thankful. Because it's the best story, but she made me a jester instead of a joker. So I had the big hat on. Picture of a jester instead of the joker. (laughs) Polka dots on my face. You looked so stupid too. I I remember that. And you stuck up for me at school, didn't you? Yeah, some kid your age was making fun of you, and I came up and did the big brother thing and told him to whatever. 
Uh, we got gosh. two brothers. And but then I was like, you do look stupid though. <laughs> <laughs> you look like an idiot. You look like a jester. Uh, if anybody's my gonna pick odds? on, well, if anybody's gonna pick on your brother, it's uh, pick on my brother. It's gonna be me, right? Um, yeah. Man, oh, it's funny. But anyway, so uh, yeah, everything that the predator is doing in theory should work but what we're being presented with does not seem like it would work very well so you know what i'm saying yeah no yeah i 100 yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah uh but so then they so then they get to this town and they see one of the prisoners gets offed by one of these gorilla you know we're, we're yeah pretty uh some pretty central american there. guy yeah. uh yeah gets offed and that's pretty nuts but this so this is the thing that bugs me a lot you have prisoners, right? We got prisoners that they're trying to stay, trying to keep alive. So one would imagine that keeping things quiet, keeping things secret, trying to infiltrate these guys in the most effective way possible would be the best way to go. Or you can pick up a running car, put explosives on it, blow up half the camp, and then just and start shooting stuff so with a mini gun. so many explosions. It's ridiculous. Like this It shows scene, one person and then explosion. Then it shows another person and then massive explosion. It's like, oh my gosh. It's like you imagine at the end of it, they're like, did any of the hostages make it? And they're like, no, we killed like 16 of them with one explosion. So We, we thought they were all enemy targets. <laughs> we, um, we there was actually everybody. more hostages than there were <laughs> bad guys. There was only three bad guys here. <laughs> I mean, this scene is insane, man. Like they're just unloading on these guys, and it just to me it was like, yes, this is extremely entertaining. It's very fun, you know, very cool action scene from the 1980s. But it in no way resembles what I would expect a like military elite group to do to infiltrate this guerrilla force like there's it just does not seem realistic at all so no. but it's whatever it's fine it's entertaining um i'll let you talk about arnold schwarzenegger in this scene oh well there's a certain moment where i i'm trying to remember the second quote but there's a certain moment where the cheesy lines start happening and that honestly is the best for me because I was kind of feeling like you were like, gosh, there's just a lot of explosions. This is a little bit too much for me. But then he throws the knife into the guy. It sticks in the wall and he goes, stick around. And you're like, oh, baby, we got Schwarzenegger. And then he says something else. He says like, knock, knock, who's there or something? Yeah, or? knock, knock. That's it. Oh, knock, that's yeah. He's a knock, knock. This, I mean, but this is what's him up. This is what's at play. If I'm Dutch in this scene and I walk into a room and I throw a knife, big knife, at a guy and it sticks him to a wall right behind him and he's hanging there, you're damn right I'm going to say stick around. I know. Why not? You got the perfect opportunity. You have to say that joke. You have to. There's no choice. Uh, Well, the odds of getting a knife stuck into a guy and it's sticking in the wall, it's just like, well... If you this have is too the sh- perfect, yeah, it's NBA, you know, J.R. Smith. You have the shot, take it. Why not? Oh, the joke's not going to date well. Though. I don't know. Maybe people will remember that more. Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, biggest I- sports mistake in history. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cavs. Um, but man, yeah, fun scene. I guess I, it just it just doesn't make sense that they had to just cause such mayhem 
in all of this. Uh, but you know, they get that girl who's the only prisoner that's left alive. They say that there was one other prisoner that got killed. I'm sure that dude walked in there and just saw this hall of mutilated bodies that they caused that they killed all these people. You murdered and mutilated her. (laughs) He's just like, dang it. We killed like 10 people. Whoops. Uh, but no, yeah, there were bad, there were enemies, enemy targets over here. Enemy Nothing targets. To see. We only, yeah, we lost one of the prisoners. Just keep moving. Eight. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> eight, I know three of them. <laughs> um, so they they take her away, and she's speaking Spanish at this point. I think it's I don't know why is she not speaking English. I, I don't get it. I don't get why she like holds off on speaking English English to these guys. I mean, well, she I guess she doesn't speak much English. Eventually, I mean, she only says like a few things. I don't know, man. She comes through and she's, she seems pretty good. I mean, that's decent English to be able to string together the sentences that she does. It's not like she's just like, they're bad guy. You know, like she says more than that. So uh, anyway, but that's, you know, small complaint. That's Uh, neither here nor there. So they get, they get her and then Dutch is pretty much like, Something bad's happening. Is that the point where he like points a finger at Carl Weathers at Dylan yeah. and is like, "This is this is out of control. This is yeah. your prisoner. All of oh, it. This is a C. That was a CIA person that was there, and and all that stuff. And he realizes that they they were set up. And he's like, "Yeah, my guys got killed on the way in, and uh, there's a huge operation. We find out that there was there was a bunch at stake here, and so." Carl Weathers turns out to be the guy that kind of... What am I supposed to do, man? Yeah, exactly. He, like, misled them into doing that, and so he becomes the bad guy, kind of. Um, And I like like that part that, actually, you know, it's like you're supposed to not like Carl Weathers, and he somewhat redeems himself later. So I thought that that was an interesting part of the plot. So, So then they get away with the prisoner, right? And then that's about when Shane Black gets taken, correct? It's pretty quick. It's like, because, they go, there's, the, there's the scorpion thing. Predator sees him and like copies the laugh or whatever. Or at least like, I don't know if he's like, has like a recording software or garage band or something in his helmet. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then they go into the jungle and the, the chick tries to away. run away. Yeah. So she runs away. Something. Yeah. And Hawkins, poor Hawkins. No, what, what happens is Carl Weathers, goes down to talk to those guys because don't don't they find more bodies or something yeah they find something they something happens i don't know i think they do find i have no idea right but they find the chop the chopper oh yeah you know what it is they found the chopper first we were saying that they found the strung up bodies first they found the chopper first they find the string up bodies before they go into the village. I don't know about that. I think that they find the strung up bodies right there. Well, I think you're wrong. Okay. Well, we'll have to find either way. Carl Weathers says, Hey Hawkins, would you, would you hang on to the uh, prisoner real quick? And so he goes down to talk with the other guys and she runs away. He grabs her. Hawkins snags her, gets her, Dude comes out of the jungle, straight up mercs him, just freaking destroys Hawkins. Oh, I know. He looks up. Yeah, it's like he looks up and then just immediate blood on her face. Just gets stabbed. Ah! He stabs him and then drags him away. I mean, is there anything more terrifying? And it's like the way he drags him away is like. It's like a piece of meat. 
you know? He, like, hook in the foot type deal right. drags him away. Yeah, yeah. it's not like he, like, grabs his, like, pant sleeve or something. Like, he actually, no. like, throws a hook just through like, him. Shing, foam. Yeah, um, oof, brutal. First one to go. Right. That would have been me. Yeah. And then he takes him, and they're all freaked out. They're like, what was that? What happened? She says the jungle came alive and took him. And then Carl Weathers says, that's oh, not great. what she said. She's saying something unbelievable. And when it turns out that it's actually what she said, because they repeat it back later. I don't know. I was like, what's going on here? Uh, but Either way, I hear if I just got done with this mission, I'm already a little uneasy. And then I hear something about the jungle coming alive in eating somebody i'm like oh my gosh what is going on what is this what is what is happening so why is the jungle coming alive (laughs) so then they're kind of like all right things are getting a little out of control here you know what is this thing they all still think it's it's just like it's just like an extremely tactical group but they're also like i don't know this is i think we're dealing with something big here like this is not normal so we're gonna have a rough time and you can see they're all getting pretty fucking pretty scared and and then what happened? Like, there's maybe some little conversations like, or something going on. There's a conversation, but then it kind of goes to, like, the Night Watch scene and some bomb goes off or something like that. Um, the dude and Jesse Ventura, Mac and Jesse Ventura have a little conversation. It turns out they're, like, friends, really, really good friends, apparently, because then Mac has that, like, emotional right seeing yeah. looking up at the moon that was weird actually i'm trying to remember yeah i'm trying to remember what happens other than the fact that jesse ventura gets killed uh-huh right like yeah well he's yeah he's jesse out there ventura looking. is sitting there and standing watch or they're all sweeping out because they thought they heard something right uh-huh, uh-huh. and so then or maybe it's maybe it's billy is out there like and they see something off in the distance. So then they all do a sweep to go look around and Jesse Ventura gets shot in the back and killed like immediately. Uh-huh. And then Mac comes up, grabs the minigun and starts going to town. And this is one of my favorite parts of the movie is that Mac is just going to town with this minigun and nobody even questions it. They all run up and just unload and all start of the firing and their nothing. clips. Like all of their mags are just completely used up. Everybody after this. just go, oh, what, what? We're shooting? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that one dude's like launching grenades into the distance, and you're like, it's like, good what Lord. are you guys doing? You're aiming at nothing. Right. It's just insane. But I guess at that point, it's like the jungle's coming alive or something. So you're just like, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? Is this like, I don't know. Are we firing at the jungle? Is it trying to eat us or something? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, but I think that that's the point where they've shown us the, the predator like quite a few times as still invisible. We haven't actually seen it. Um, but at this point, that's when Mac goes, I fired that entire minigun at this thing and he wasn't that far away nothing on this earth could survive that and that's the point where i think that i think that dutch at least is kind of like what are we dealing with and i i I mean i don't know what you would think if this situation was happening to you what point would you think alien well at what point yeah i mean because there could be a lot of possibilities here you're like is this a monster or or is this some sort of like weird yeah i i think i would i would think like creature or like 13th warrior type stuff well also but i mean you could be thinking that this is just some crazy dude that has like 
ridiculously advanced weaponry. You know, uh-huh. you know what I mean? It could just be some, you know, some experiment. Even science some, can't explain it. You know, I, I'm something some, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know about. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but so I, I don't know. I don't know what they would be thinking, but they're like, this is not like a normal dude. This is something crazy. Like, and that we don't know how to deal with. And they're like, how, how have we not hit it? And I think at some point Dutch goes, he's using the trees, you know, and Max saw it. And he, he says something to the effect of active camouflage, right? Mac. Uh, so he, he realizes that it's using active camouflage, that it's invisible, right? And that it's up in the trees. So then they're like, okay, we got to set a trap. And so they tell, they tell Mac to stand watch, right? And then they, he has that weird scene where he's like, I miss... It's really weird. He's looking at the moon. He's like, brother... Recalling some story. Like, remember that time we were out there doing something? Were you really like, that good of friends with Jesse Ventura? I mean, I'm sure... like a guy you'd be that great of friends with. I'm sure they're good buddies. They probably went through a lot of combat together. I just don't think that that scene was entirely necessary. Or maybe it just wasn't well acted. Either way... I wasn't into that scene. Little Not bit a big of both. fan. Yeah. A little bit of both. Um, but then they decide to set traps. And that's great. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Good traps. And then one of them goes off. Well, he's not taking the bait. And so Dutch is like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go out here and check it out. Try to reel him in, right? So he walks over a lot of this stuff. And the predator is behind him. And the predator gets hit by the trap. He actually gets taken uh-huh. up in the net. Because Return of the Jedi, you know. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then he and then he cuts, shoots out. Immediately of it. shoots out, jumps off. No biggie, but setting off another trap, which hits the other guy, Billy or whoever that is. It's not Who's Billy. It? It's Poncho. Yeah. Poncho. Poncho. God, he does not look like a Poncho. I know, right? I didn't. It was a weird. Maybe name. it's a nickname. Has to be a nickname. I guess. From Serbia. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so Poncho gets hit and he's messed up. He's he's hurt bad, and then absolute mayhem breaks out. But that's when the predator jumps on the tree, hanging there. Coolest part of the movie: active camouflage glitches out for a second, and, and you, you see, see the predator. I'm a Rastafarian predator. <laughs> Are we doing that, Dutch? <laughs> Just. <laughs> Don't worry. Cool. He's just blaring Bob Marley. No, he looks like a Rastafarian though. He's got the dreadlocks. So, but dreadlocks dreads. are commonly used in alien lore, right? Uh, so sure, very fun. Obviously, has a very nice suit that's keeping him very well uh, engaged. You so, know who first? Who who was first? The predator. And oh, then he was kicked. Out, he was kicked. Hold off. on. Who was it? I know this. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude Van Damme. And there's a scene actually where it actually is Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. in the movie. But after two weeks or something, he, just he hated quit. the suit. Yeah. Well, the suit is like upwards of like 200 pounds. Well, no, he got into filming and he was like, I'm just going to be in a suit this whole time. And like, you're never going to see my face. What's the point? And yeah. they were like, oh, it's a good point. So he quit. Which, that is a good point. Good for <laughs> That's a good point. Why don't you quit? <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, they probably were going to spend way too much money on Jean-Claude Van Damme when you can get just like some stunt double. Yeah, it's like and also if you put that on like the in the trailers or on the poster, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and then you don't see him in the movie. It's like, well, that kind of sucked. Where was he? Yeah. Oh, he was the predator. Oh, like why? 
Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need him. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I'm trying to remember how all of that goes. So they're hurt. And then, oh, what happens is that doesn't Mac goes tearing off after it because yep. the predator is injured, right? Yep. Predator yep. gets and- injured. You see the blood and Mac goes tearing off after it. And then Bill or Carl not, Weathers, Carl Weathers says, like, I'll go after him. You guys go ahead. He has the, the chopper. Get the chopper. Yeah, right. Moment of redemption for Carl Weathers because he's like, I'm in this just as much as you guys. I want to get a little payback too. I'm going after him. Cool thought decision. We got a little blood sport going on. And I think this is, might be a good, good point for us to start doing favorite character, favorite line, favorite um favorite scene you think i am down okay so starting out with favorite scene i'll kick us off my favorite scene is pretty much just this entire chunk of the movie as soon as carl weathers decides to pursue mac up until billy dies that entire run of the movie is so tight and my favorite part is Carl Weathers dying. But so he tears off after him. He runs into Mac, who is like under a log. Yep. And he's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. Check this out. Because he's got him. He sees him. He sees that active camo off in the distance. And grabs, like, the, grabs Carl Weathers, goes, look at that in look the trees. at that freaking active camo alien. And look that, at that, that alien invisible guy. Right. And I think that that's, I don't, I think that Carl Weathers, that's the first time he actually sees the alien sees the predator. No, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like beyond belief for him. He's like, He's oh like, my gosh, whoa, this sucks. Little does so, he know he has about forty-five seconds left of his life. I know. So he goes, okay, I'm gonna go around, shoot at him, flush him out, right? I'm gonna Great flush plan. him, flush him toward you. Great plan. These guys, I mean, these guys are tactical experts. They're military elite. So I think we they could do better though. I think if you got the guys from. Uh, I don't know. Heck, you get the Saving Private Ryan squad in there. Yeah, no kidding. Well, or, actually, no. The guys in Zero Dark Thirty, SEAL Team Six. Yep. Oh, baby. Ooh. I know. See, it. you put like modern day Navy SEALs in this situation. I don't know who's. I don't know how many you'd lose. If you have like six six of these guys that go in there against this predator, I think you might lose like two. Yeah. That's also, you know, like. 30 years of technology and advancement in United States military. So it's hey, true. Maybe they would have, maybe they'd stand more of a chance. I don't know, but he goes flushing forward and I love how Mac is sitting there and he sees the three red dots on his arm, moves his head right into him. It's like, what are you doing? Uh, but he wanted to join his brother. It was sentimental. Yeah, he held up the three fingers. Did you see that he held up like the, it was like the Hunger Games thing? They had that thing. He held up the three fingers, kind of looked up, and was like, "I'm coming I, for you, brother." Did not notice that. Maybe I had the extended cut. Maybe, yeah, I'm sure it was a different <laughs> cut or something. I need to see what belonged. I need to see what happens to these three red dots. Like, I need a hole in the head. Gets the hole in the head. Uh, um, the the red paint bucket spills over. Right, exactly. The Lots of blood on that one. Uh, and then you. So he gets killed. Dylan sees what happened, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" And then he sees off in the distance. Boom! There it is. Raises his gun. 
almost slow-mo like, right? And you yeah. get shot in the arm, arm falls off. And then uh, yeah. he sees the predator sprinting full speed at him, horrifying, throws the gun over to the other shoulder, starts to raise it up at him, shink, two blades through the gut. Yep. And he ah! lets out a monster yell. Amazing. Might oh, even be a little him. bit deeper. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a very like Tarzan esque right. roar, you know, right. filling the jungle. Very much a death yell, right? So, well, yeah, yeah, that too. He's dying. Great heroic death. I think it's awesome. It's great. I love it. So, so that, gonna, does that kind of conclude your yeah, favorite I'll, scene? I'll, call that, I'll cut it. I'll cut it at that. That's my favorite scene. Going through the Billy thing is just, you know, the cherry on top, but we'll just Mine's call more it. towards the end, kind of, so we can keep going if you want. I think my, all my favorite stuff is, like, right at the end, so. Oh, is it really? Oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, I guess I'll talk about my favorite character. Uh, Sweet. I'm going with Billy. Who's Billy again? Billy's the, <laughs> the Native American guy. Oh, there you have it. Yeah. And so he has, because, you know, I like how he's always tracking what's going on. And he keeps looking at Dutch like, there are no tracks. I don't know how this is happening. Like, all of these guys got killed, and I don't know what killed them because there's nothing on the ground. And so that, like, that's a great, great part of his and character. He's scared. He even admits that he's scared at one point. Yeah, he does. He's like, I'm scared because I don't see any tracks. And yeah. Something's killing. Something's killing you know? all of us. And he, he just seems like he, I think that he has like a better grip on what's going on than everybody else. I think that he's maybe the first to admit that like what we're dealing with is not a human. Like this is, this is something that's really messed up. And also, you know, and so his climactic finish is that he stands on that bridge and Gets just the says, cherry syrup. <laughs> yeah, cherry Wipes syrup on, on the chest. I never understood that why he had to put syrup all over his chest, but with that big butter knife, <laughs> <laughs> extended cut. Like, what is that joke? <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but anyway, so I, I just like I like that moment for this character because everybody else like is going down fight. You know, like they're trying to figure out how to survive this whatever and he stands on the bridge knowing full well that he's gonna get killed by this thing he has no chance right but he pulls out a huge knife like almost like a machete yeah and yeah machete i guess um and is just waits for the alien and then he kind of lets out a weird scream which always kind of bugged me now why would he do that now why would you do that yeah i don't know why would you do that uh, like, is he just trying to like buy them time and like sacrifice his life? Why he would kill himself like that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that he was buying them time, and I think that he also kind of accepted because I think he says what we're dealing with is not a man or something like that, and I think he says we're all going to die, and he's yeah. kind of given up. He knows. Yeah, but I but I like that about his character that he's just like. It's futile. Like we're dealing with something beyond us. So I'm going to stand a little, uh, I had a little action figure, a little GI Joe. It was a little native American one. And he looked a lot like Billy. It almost seemed like they made him after that. Yeah. Character. You so recreated I would always that scene do that. all the time. 
Right. I would. No, I remember. Um, This is like, this is the scene that I always remember from when I was little. I I always go back to this scene. But, but yeah, I I would agree. I think his scream is kind of wimpy. But also, I mean, it could be some sort of, you know, like, like a, you know, like a, a yell, like a war cry that could be, you know, like a Native American uh, ritualistic type thing. You know what I mean? Because that's very much within that culture is like, is that sort of yell. And I don't think that that like necessarily identifies with what you would be more accustomed to, but possibly that i don't yeah, know maybe yeah i don't know it's no, a weird yeah, yell that's for sure though i also I agree. you can't control how you're going to scream when you <laughs> yeah that's true alien. you can't really judge somebody <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <You're> getting... <laughs> but i i i like that about his character though that he's like if i'm gonna die i'm gonna do it with my shirt off and a cut across my a cut across my my pecs. oh he cut his chest oh, that's what it yeah. looked like syrup <laughs> corn syrup um it's a good one <laughs> nah a little corny oh. uh, yeah, lend me an ear uh, this whole uh, joke's a maze uh, <laughs> put a lot of stock in these jokes don't you okay let's uh, move on there it is. Uh, General Husk Star uh, Wars <laughs> God okay just do your thing just say whatever <laughs> Uh, my, uh, my favorite character is, uh, I couldn't, we haven't covered a Schwarzenegger movie yet. So, um, going Dutch, I, I'm going Dutch. Yeah. I'm waving my, my flag. You know what I mean? Um, he's the best. He's just, he's the dude in this movie. He's, right. He's the leader. He's El Capitan. Um, what is that from? Sorry. Rush Hour 2. Don't they, doesn't she say something like that? El Capitan. Something like that. I don't care. Got it. Uh, <laughs> Snoopy, I love Snoopy. Uh, got <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just he's the dude in this movie, and uh, he's the main character. I love Schwarzenegger. This is like peak Schwarzenegger, um, in the height of him. The and birth I follow, of an action star. Exactly. I follow the guy on Instagram. I love him. I love his personality, and uh, I am just so thankful that. Uh, we live in a world where this is possible, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this Australian body this or Australian, guy, Austrian bodybuilder just randomly got the success he did because I know people hate it, but jingle all the way is one of my favorites. And I, it's just, and I know people don't like the movie and they say it's terrible, but, uh, I love it. You know, I love Schwarzenegger. It's great. Yeah, Jingle All the Way, fantastic movie. Schwarzenegger's great, and I think he's great in this movie. The only reason that I didn't pick him is that I think that his character, it's almost a little bit too generic for me, and so I I really liked some of the other characters like Carl Weathers and Billy. They had a little bit more depth to them. Right, right, but I think that Dutch is kind of the obvious choice too because it's pretty sweet. I mean... His, his whole role till the end is awesome. He's just the so, guy. Yeah, I mean, he's the main character of the movie, yeah. and he's really the one that you're supposed to enjoy. And I almost thought about saying the Predator, but I, I mean, that's, see, I glanced that's, at it too. That's cheap. So it's I looked just, at the brochure. I saw it. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's my favorite. Yeah, great call, great call. Uh, 
well, I think I know what our favorite line is. So let's let's just talk through what happens what happens next in the movie, right? Uh, Schwarzenegger be- runs. The girl separates. Dives into the river. It follows. He gets shot. Predator yeah. gets him, like in the shoulder or something, just a flesh wound. Um, so snags him, and he yells. That's where the iconic line "Get to the chopper," and he really lets it Get out. Get to the there. chopper. So she runs. And he dives into the river, goes over a waterfall or whatever, and then washes up on the shore. Gets a bunch of mud all over him, and then you hear a splash. Dirty baby, and it's like, oh my gosh, the alien just dove in the river. I'm screwed. I'm over. It's done. And I love that because he just is like bracing for impact. Like it's done. I have nothing left. I can't do anything. He's got no gun. He's got nothing. And then he realizes. And I thought that this it was a bit on the nose because he like is laying there and he's got the he's got the mud all over him. And then the predator like passes him by and he goes. And swipes some of the swipes some of the mud up and looks at it. And then he like as if to say to the camera, he basically breaks the fourth wall and goes, it can't see me. <laughs> you know, it's like, I know. It can't I think, see me. I think we all understand what's it's going on. Salt. We get it. We've we've been here. We we yeah. we understand what 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 is happening. We understand why I can't why I can't see him. But anyway, regardless. So then the predator goes off and into the night, and they does his predator things. Yeah. And then Schwarzenegger has some time. Dutch has some time to figure things out. Booby trap makes a ton of booby traps, and booby I like trap. yeah, and I like this. Uh, I really like this part of the movie too, where like the predator's sitting there kind of like fixing stuff and he's, you know, figuring out all his equipment and all that. And then Dutch is sitting there making just a ton of booby traps and all that stuff. I enjoyed that whole part of the movie. Great. Nice, little, nice little preparing yeah, for the final montage. act montage. Montage. Yeah. It's great. Um, so at that point, then the predator comes in. Or no, oh, okay. You, you, you describe what happens right here because it's, it's beautiful. Uh, what are we saying? The predator comes in. No, no so, so Schwarzenegger lights a fire and oh, then lights yep. a he torch and freaking torch just yells, yells into the night. That is such a tight scene. So awesome. I love that. Just, I want a poster of that. It's him standing there with a torch. A freaking challenge, you know? Yeah, exactly. So tight. So And you just see the predator go, what? And kind of hear it. And it's like, boom, it's on. So tight. And he accepts the challenge. He accepts the invite. He does accept the challenge. And I think that that's what's so great, because this is something that we didn't necessarily talk, and I just realized that there was something before this that happens, is that the predator is up in the tree, and he yanks the spine attached to the skull out of Billy's back. And then he yells into the night too, but then he like cleans off the skull and you see that he's collecting all these skulls. So what do you think about this premise of the predator being an alien that is just hunting human beings? I mean, it's, I mean, is he just there for research or like, you know, he's just like examining these things, hunting human beings, killing them just so he can like look at their anatomy or something. Or is he honestly just there for fun? Is it I think like it's, dropped- it's just for fun. I, I think that's what the purpose. I think that this this movie was largely inspired by. Have you ever heard of the the book, The Most Dangerous Game? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's like a sports. Man, I movie. love that book. 
It's yeah, it's book. crazy. But you know, it's like this idea of a hu- of humans being hunted, right? And yeah. so the predator, you Most know, dangerous hum- game. Yeah, it's like the predators. They they see our species as as lesser than than them, and they don't really want to make contact with us or whatever like they don't really need to make contact with earth uh but they come here and they hunt us for sport and everybody's ready for the quail hunt (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's like and i i've always seen it as like a rite of passage and i think that she says that earlier too um which kind of like interferes a little bit with the other movies but she says in this specific jungle that uh some of her elders have talked about um like the invisible ones or something like that uh somebody that has taken people and blah blah that the people that take them or something like that um so these these guys these predators have been coming to the jungle for a long time and killing people and i think that this this predator, I mean, maybe he just had his hands full with like these ridiculously well-trained uh, military dudes. But also, I mean, it kind of speaks to his abilities as a predator because he takes on some pretty, some pretty bad A dudes here, right? I mean, yeah, he, he's he tough. gets into it. He's got he goes through the ringer. Um, a tough mudder. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I enjoy just the idea of the predator anyway, but I mean, we, maybe we'll talk about him a little bit more at the end, but so at this point, Arnold Schwarzenegger yells out this epic challenge to incite the, uh, predator to come, to come kill him. Predator comes around, still can't see him. Now it's kind of like, you know, the shoes on the other foot and, uh, he, they're both invisible to each other. And Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of has the upper hand, right? And so he is avoiding him, and finally he throws a big boomstick at him. He's still got a couple shells or whatever, and blows him up on the bridge, and that pretty much ruins the Predator's uh, active camouflage. Uh And so then something happens. I think that... Well, go ahead. Well, then Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, he does that. Then he, like, yeah, he swings and does something. But my favorite scene is actually like right here. All right, um, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I chose kind of a different favorite scene. I went with more of a visual favorite scene. Um, I thought one of the best visuals in the entire film was the camouflage goes away, and the predator just sits on this like log, and he just starts launching, like he just starts launching shots into the night everywhere, and there's all these explosions. And the scape of thing, like, I don't know how far back the camera is, but it's just this big wide shot of a super dark night. Then this predator just lighting up the sky everywhere. And uh, I had to say that was my favorite scene just because visually I was just like, wow, that's actually that's sick. I think the cinematography on that was really cool. So that happens. And then something well, and so I think at that point, it might be during that time when he's launching all those things at him. I'm trying to remember. He shoots it. He shoots a Dutch, and then Dutch throws a, another explosive at him, and he kind of misses. Um, but either way, Dutch is then forced to dive into the river to escape whatever was happening. Uh-huh. And I like this next part because it kind of it kind of makes you very aware of without if he doesn't have all that uh, mud on him, 
he doesn't have a chance against his predator. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Because as soon as he gets out, he's resting on a log, catching his breath for a second, and immediately there's two spikes on either side of his neck, and the predator's uh-huh. got him. And the predator won there. If he wanted to, he could have killed him. But he's like, this dude has really, you know, been a thorn in my side for the last like 24 hours. I want to take him out mono e mono, and uh-huh. that brings so then up he takes off, and that's yeah, and so he's you know. He sheds the sheds the the side cannon or the shoulder cannon. Takes the ponytail turret. out of his hair, kind of shakes it a little <laughs> shakes bit. Shakes it down. <laughs> <laughs> then he takes off the mask. And what do you think about the uh, the character design there? I mean, I know that we because we talked about a lot of different aliens. He's gross, and, man. Yeah, Absolutely exactly. Disgusting. He's disgusting looking alien. He's so gross. He's got like it's, the little it's clickers so next to him, and I feel like. In alien movies, they usually try to make the aliens like spooky, yet like I don't know. Okay, but it's but it's an alien. You know what I mean? This thing is just like you are a monster. Right. You are right. disgusting. Yeah. It's like an arachnid or something. You know, Ooh. it's just like ew. I don't like it. It's basically like a bug. It's like a little ugh. It's like a lion like lion bug. And he's really bad looking, and then he opens his mouth, and it gets even worse. And then he growls, and it's like, oh my gosh. Gosh, I'm like, yeah. He's disgusting. I don't know. But then that's the best line in the movie, because... You are one ugly mother effer. It's not my favorite line, though. That's not your favorite line? No. Is that yours? Yeah, that's my favorite line. Easy. Mine actually—it's—it's it's way more in depth. It's a little bit earlier in the film, and if I felt like it just had a little bit more structure and a, like a lot more meaning to me, he says, uh, "Come on, come on, do it, do it, come on, come on, kill me! I'm here, kill me! I'm here, kill me! Come on, come on, come on, do it, do it now!" And that's my. Oh my gosh, that's a good call. I thought about that too. I, I kind of forgot that that line. scene happened though. You know, it just has a lot of structure and a lot of like, I felt like where he went with it, um, that's a tough line of dialogue, you know? <laughs> a, lot, a lot of hidden meaning and subtleties that you get that script and you're like, whoa. <laughs> I'm sure he got to that page and was like, wow. That's so funny. I'm actually, I know that I've done that so many times. Come on, do it. Do, do it. it. Come on. Come on. Do it. It's great. Great line. Love Pretty it. Pretty good Schwarzenegger going on over here. I mean, I'm feeling confident about it. What do you think? Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. I, I feel like... I feel like a good Schwarzenegger impression is not that impressive anymore. Like, everybody can do that line. You know what I mean? No offense. Whatever, dude. I mean, yours sounds good, much like, you know, thousands of other people can do. <laughs> Everybody can go, come on, do it. World. Come on, You get somebody me. that doesn't even speak, speak English. <laughs> you know? Like, are you doing a Schwarzenegger impression? You do a Schwarzenegger and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's like if you do a different, if you do somebody that's like a little bit harder to imitate, then it's more impressive. So. I don't know. Get a stew going, baby. Get a stew going, baby. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's like if you did Barack Obama, that'd be that'd be a good impression. I'm like, oh wow, my fellow uh, fellow Americans. Uh, that's George Bush. <laughs> uh, America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the thing about the George predator. W. It's like if, I'm trying to do Barack. Yeah. Like, the thing about the predator is it's got a lot going for him. 
I don't know. That's that's tough though. I, I'd, I'd have to work good. on my Brock Obama. You had Let's it for see. probably yeah. about ten percent of that. Yeah, the last line. Ten percent. Jeez, man. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to let's work on impressions and we'll have some good ones i'll next cut week. that out yeah cut that out please <laughs> <laughs> we cut that out please okay we cut um, that out please thank you but no it's great that that's your favorite line though because that's like so you know he gets into the fight with the predator and the predator is just easily whooping on uh, whooping up on him it's like whoopee big whoop uh no contest though right he's far yeah, love superior it. physically takes off the turret yep yeah far phys- far superior so but then we still got one ace in the hole. Do it, come on! And the thing avoids going over, or avoids going under the log, and so he gets to the other side. But still, I got a giant log that I'm gonna drop on you. And then, he, and then he kills him, and that's like it, right? He just actually succeeds. Dropped a log on him. Yeah. Which I thought this part of he the movie him down. <laughs> this part of the movie was like there was a certain point. At the end of the movie where I was like, I don't think that Arnold Schwarzenegger would get out of this. You know what I mean? It's like, I really just don't believe that this predator would have been beaten by him. And, you know, the mud, the reliability of the mud coating him. I don't think that that would have completely covered his heat signature. Mm -hmm. There's just it just isn't that believable. But sure, for 1987 in a movie or in any movie, it's fun. It's fun. I'm going along with it. It's great. Um, But then... That freaking thing is like about to die and it just arms a bomb and starts and replays the laugh of Billy. And it does like some weird nice. thing. That was good. That was pretty good. That was really that good. Was I, actually... like, I like that. That was good. I like that. Um, but yeah, so he, he doesn't, you would assume that he, he detonates that bomb though to destroy any evidence of him being there. Right. Yeah. So nobody would find his body and be like, oh my gosh, yeah. there's aliens. You know, it's like, you don't want that. So that, oh that was. Oh my gosh, there's aliens. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's aliens. Oh my God, you're putting in a pool. And so then Dutch is just a crazy person probably for the rest of his life because everybody's going to be like, you ran an alien, killed your whole There's aliens. Yeah. And it's like, nobody's going to. Come gonna on, believe it. me. Do, Do it. it. Come on. He probably actually spent the rest of his life like imprisoned. Just quarantined <laughs> never able to go anywhere because he saw the yeah alien. i'd like to get like you know the 60 minutes you know dutch true story that's when thing that's when the alien came and they killed and by that, your crew and that's when they started coming after me and nobody believed me hey that's pretty good I think you could, I think you need to be a little heavier in the accent. Anyway, we got to get past this accent thing. Um, (laughs) uh, but so, and that's the the movie ends. thing blows up. Dutch get rest. Dutch gets rescued. Chick Chick got saved. Chick got saved. Dutch gets rescued. Good music after that. Oh, you know what? Something I didn't bring up is the, That like little yeah. the the bugle music that got played yeah. right after that. I think his name what, what was his name again? Blaine, the uh, Jesse Ventura character after he died. Yeah, uh, cheesy, a little cheesy Super on the music there, but it's fine. It's yeah, good. Um, but so overall, Predator 
great movie. Uh, how would you say that the alien design and the idea of the alien compares to other aliens that we've talked about so far? Signs, I think we ruled that they were really unbelievable aliens. Uh, they would have been more well, unbelievable, well prepared. I think um, they're yeah. The design was good. They looked good. Yeah. Pretty unbelievable that they were that ill prepared to invade Earth. Uh, You'd have some sort of weapon besides a little gas thing in your arm. Right, right. You have to have like gamma rays or something. I know, some some other form of weapon. But E.T., we liked. Pretty simple, pretty ambiguous. E. We don't know what simple, they're doing. We're safe. Like they're e. nice e. aliens, cuddly. Right. They're not here to harm anybody, so we're not taking into account weapons or anything like that. Right, right. Um, this, I think, might be the best alien that we've met yet, though. Not the best movie. I mean, I'd probably prefer the other two movies over Predator. But grossest design, best alien. It is, it is so far. I think it's the best alien we've talked about because it makes sense that he would go to Earth um, to hunt. I mean, hey, it could be a she. I don't know. Um, I don't want to assign gender roles to this alien because who knows? That's true. Um, who knows? But yeah. it is... It, uh, we would imagine that it comes from a fairly warlike culture, right? Like they they take pride in hunting another species or another type of alien. And it's pretty well designed, humanoid, but it's got like the bug-like features and weird stuff on its face. Um, but I do like the warlike mentality. It kind of reminds me of some sort of, you know, it's like deriving from like Viking culture or something like that. Cause you've seen that in various cultures in human history. So why not assign that sort of role to a, uh, to an alien world? Um, and I think that they do that pretty well in, in a lot of the other alien movies that they come for. Like, remember the movie predators? I don't know if you saw that one. Danny Glover, right? No, no, no. Uh, predator two was Danny Glover. And then they did the AVP and stuff like that. But then the movie Predators, that was Adrian Brody and Lawrence Fishburne. And did you never see this? I don't think I ever saw it. It's a pretty it. sweet I mean, movie. Maybe I did. I'm, th- I'm picturing it. Is it in like Antarctica or something? No, that's AVP. Hmm. Um, essentially, what happens is that they kidnap like some of the most elite like uh military people from earth and like trained assassins and all this stuff. And they dump them all on this planet. And it's like, it's like a hunting reserve or something. And so all these like super awesome fighters are stuck on this planet. And then the predators start to hunt them and, but they're on an alien planet. And then there's other aliens too. There's like other, other aliens, other types of aliens that the predators are hunting. So you find out that it's like, it's not just humans. Like they do this to other planets too. That doesn't sound Um, too bad at all. It's not the first hour of it's awesome. And then it turns into something else and it's just not as good. But the first hour of it and the premise of it, try to throw like a love story in it or something. No, like Lawrence Fishburne is like has been there for years and they're like trying to escape. And I mean, I think that old man Fishburne, old man Fishburne, I think it's a good it's a good story. It just the execution at the end is just kind of like me. It's not that great. Who gets executed? Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) But so anyway, uh, I like the Predators, though. I think that they're a great alien. And I think that so far they're probably the, the most well thought alien. Well conceived, I guess. So, so far, so we're, far, we're not bringing into account anything that we haven't covered. Yeah, nope. I think so far. Thus far, I think the, this is this is the best, and it makes sense. So, 
But it, and because a lot of movies, it's like, why would they want to kill us? And it's like this one, it's like, well, they're not like going to kill all of us. They just come here every once in a while to hunt us because they think it's fun. Makes sense. They're just having a bit. A we bit do that of with fun. animals. They think of us as animals. So sure, it's true. It's very true. Yeah. So anyway, Predator. Um, great movie. What are you gonna say for the standard question? Would you rather see the rock? Like, what if they did this and the rock was in it? I feel like the rock is like the modern day Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's it's just call. as much love and appreciation as Arnold did back then. I'm not a fan of The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But, I don't um, mind The Rock. I think he's good if the occasion calls for it. If the it. role's right. Uh, I think I don't know. It's tough to say because this movie is just so iconic. I can't imagine it being different. I think if they if they did something like this nowadays with The Rock, I think it would be vastly successful. I think it would be really good. So yeah, they go yeah. too. I don't know about the standard question though. I go School of Rock. <laughs> Would I rather watch this or School of Rock? School of Rock, no doubt. Hundred percent. It's just more enjoyable. Like I love Predator. I love throwing this on every once in a while. School of Rock, I can watch any day. I think yeah. I think the Predator might be a better movie. At the end of the day, like. And it's had a more of an impact on culture, but School of Rock, and it's a movie from 1987, so it's not something that I want to pick up and watch every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. School of Rock, I can literally turn on any day. So yeah, I'd I'd rather watch School of Rock than this. Sorry, no doubt. Sorry, John McTiernan, you're the best direction, best best action director of all time. Still rather watch School of Rock. Yeah, me too. Oh. There's a moth in this room. <laughs> There's a moth in there. <laughs> There's a moth in the room that I'm in. Oh, no. Oh, it's cool. He landed. I'll oh, it's right behind you. <laughs> Lands on my face. Oh, gosh. There's one in here, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Who do you think Jack Black could be? Probably Haw- Hawkins, right? Shane Black, Jack Black. I mean, it's pretty easy to sub out. I think he'd be fine, and he dies pretty quick. I don't really see him fitting too well into this movie. I don't think so. Because there's either. not the only comic, oh, you know comic relief is is that guy. He could be Anna if it was just Jack Black as the the girl as that's the speaking Spanish the whole time. Yeah, that'd be funny. That would be good. I could it'd see be a that. good comic bit. It'd be a good MTV Movie Award bit, but that Ooh. wouldn't be. Or that wouldn't be. It wouldn't work for the film. If we're going working for the film, I think Hawkins is the best. Way to go. Actually, though, another funny thing. This would be for like an MTV movie awards type thing, but the Predator takes its mask off at the end. And it's just <laughs> and it's, it's Jack, JB. And it's Jack Black just oh, oh, it's so hard to breathe in there. I can't see anything. <laughs> you know, like he says all the things that yeah. we're just dying to hear. Oh, Good spoof. That would be really funny. I could see that. That'd be fantastic. I like that. Yeah. Okay, well, fun stuff. Yeah, we broke the whole movie down. Great stuff. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. If you enjoyed what you've heard so far and you enjoy the Professor Jones podcast, uh, please go onto iTunes and leave us a nice review. Um, rate us. That stuff really helps out and getting helps us in getting our, our podcast out there. Um, but we also have a lot of social media that you can follow us on. Definitely check out our Facebook account. Um, check us out on our Instagram, which is what? Professor underscore podcast, correct? 
Uh, it's just Professor Podcast. Professor yeah. Podcast on Instagram. What is it, Professor underscore Podcast on? Is that the Twitter or uh, something? Professor underscore Jones on Twitter. Right, right. Okay, so check Professor me out on there. And then what's your, what's your Twitter? I'm bro underscore Diggs. And I've been tweeting a lot lately. I've been doing a lot on there. It's fun. I've been engaging with people, haven't gotten a single like on a post. But um, I think one of these days it'll happen. So. Didn't David Sims uh, like something that you said the other day? David Sims from Blank Check did like something, and that meant more than he probably knows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to that's me. true. Um, uh, also, a big shout out to that podcast, Blank Check with Griffin and David. If you love movie podcasts, check them out. Those are great stuff. Podcast around. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Yeah, Professor Podcast, um, SoundCloud, Professor Jones. It's probably what you're listening on. Uh, but yeah, our biggest thing is iTunes rate and review that helps us enormously. So if you leave a review, we really, uh, we really appreciate that. Um, and we love it. We love all of our, all of, all of our listeners and, uh, we need some sort of nickname for our listeners. I think we're getting enough now to where it's like we could have some sort of, we'll figure it out. Something. The bros. I don't know. Well, we'll no, come not the I know. bros. I know. I hated it as soon as I said it, but. <laughs> what are we going to sell? Merch, tank tops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tap out shirts. And yeah, tap out shirts. Tap out shirts with a scoop of creatine. <laughs> the thing is, so it's, you know, it's bros, but we're actually brothers. That's why we're bros. We're pretty bro you know sometimes. I mean? We're a little bro sometimes. I like a backwards hat bro. as much as the next bro. An upside down visor backwards. <laughs> yeah. all right well here i go uh we're good take her away professor all right well thanks so much for listening as always jack black you are more than welcome anytime you want to come on our show we would love to have you amen but we'll be back at you next week until then we'll be living our lives a quarter mile at a time stick around professor jones and the dicks Professor Jones and the Dicks. Professor Jones and the Dicks. <laughs> <laughs>